0: I'm with you. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy I enjoy winter. I like the snow. Uh, I enjoy it, but then it has its time to play. And I think we're all ready for that time to be over. Uh, I think we're ready for spring. Uh, one of the things I'm looking forward to as we get to work. And you're not familiar with the Bible, or how it works and uh, you want somebody to show you what this is and help you out. We have, have some in the back. You can look at somebody and say, Hey, can you help me find this? And we'll go to somebody else. But we're in Luke chapter 13, and starting verse 18, Jesus said this He said, Therefore, what is the kingdom of God like, and to what shall I compare it? Is it like a Again, he said, "To what shall I compare the people of God? Is it like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour, and put it was all heaven? So Jesus is, is setting up these examples, and he's trying to teach people. Kind of craft, um, and he's to teach them. He's to teach them, Hey, here's what the kingdom of God is like a woman who takes a little bit of. what's going on right now. The kingdom of God is growing. It's coming. It starts small think about it. When Jesus was here, okay, so this is about 2,000 years ago, Jesus comes to earth and uh, the Old Testament scriptures, the part of the Bible before this, had, had pointed forward to him coming saying, hey, he's going to come. Here's, here's what he's going to look like. Here's what's going to happen. Here's the things he's going to do. So there's 140 forward to him, and then he's, he's here at this point, and these people are expecting to set up his kingdom, because that's what control told. Hey, he's going to start his kingdom uh, when he comes. And so they're looking for him to be a big, mighty king ruler, uh, getting his army together, trying to, uh, off the, the nasty Romans, and he's going to take over things, and he's going to do all this good stuff, and he's going to make his people rule, rule Right? That's what they call there's one man. And he had like. you <laughs> I will send the Holy Spirit down for you. The Holy When the Holy Spirit initially comes, they're being led by the, by the disciples. We now are becoming apostles. It's really fuzzy the new. It's like the disciples are We're awesome. being led by this group. And Peter, one of them, he stands up. And this when the Holy Spirit comes... language they don't know, but like one person is speaking. So imagine every person in this room has a different language that they speak. At that one moment, one person like is speaking, and each of you is understanding in your language. That's a miracle. Right? That's not a oh a speaker really studied these linguistics and figured things out. That's an act of God. That's an act of God. And that's what happened in the, in the Acts, in Acts chapter 2. And Peter delivers the sermon, and every person who's there understands the sermon in their language. And he, they hear it in their native tongue. And they're able to understand. And because of that, that sermon, 3,000 people read. population when Acts chapter two happened. But you have to think about in percentages, even three to four thousand out of the global population is that's, that's still a pretty small small group. So it's easy for us to know that and we say, well, obviously that that mission that Jesus gave us his disciples, as apostles, gets happen, right? But like he said, take your uh, take the gospel to the ends of the earth, and you, you think about the earth, and you think about Jerusalem, where they started, and you think about West Kelowna, British Columbia, where we are, and you can't get much more end of the earth, right? From, from where, where he said that, to where we are, and the gospel's here. So, obviously, we've accomplished what he set us out to do. But no. Uh, missiologists, that's a, a big Christianized word, uh, which uh, means people who study missions. Uh, missiologists have a term for people who have no access to the gospel. Um, they call it unreached people groups. And what that means is in this people group, there is no viable who is born into this group through their whole life will not have interaction with a Christian. Will not have interaction with someone who can tell them the truth of the gospel about Jesus Christ and who he is. They're called unreached people. And so, today, in the world, it is estimated that in those unreached people, people for whom the gospel has not... Come There are 3.14 billion people in the country. That's 3.14 (laughs) billion. a lot of room for the kingdom. It has grown when you think about it, right? From where Jesus and his society started to where we are today. It's got a long way to go because the fact is that we're given a picture uh, through the Apostle John in the book of Revelation. He's given a picture of what it's going to be like in the end because what's going to happen is Jesus is going to come back. Jesus is going to come back and all those who are his, those who have placed their faith in him, Go and be with him uh, in heaven for eternity. And John gets a vision, a, a picture of what this is going to look like. And uh, in Revelation uh, chapter seven, uh, we'll start in verse nine. Uh, he, John says, "This. This is what what he saw. After this, I looked." the Lamb, that's the name for Jesus, here, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels are standing around. The one of those people that are currently in reach. from all tribes and people and languages standing before the throne. So There's people today who say, oh Jesus is gonna come back any minute. And my response to that is if you want that to happen and this is true, you've got a lot of work to do. If you want Jesus to come back a lot of nations that need to hear the gospel so that they can stand before His throne and worship Him with us uh, in Revelation 7. So how do we get from Luke? There, there Jesus and that is why we celebrate That's Word, so we get so excited about so it. Because this is one soul that can be changed. One soul that can be changed. Let us never lose that. Let us never lose the joy in that moment. Because what that also does is... saying here, in that fact, it starts small, but it's growing big, and we want to be a part of that. We want to see that happening. But one of the ways that that starts is that the kingdom grows inside each of us who are a part of So far, we've just been talking about a kingdom growing by, like, numerical, growth, by number of people, number of heads. It's easy to look at our culture today, uh, and then also have maybe a romanticized view of what culture used to be. And we can say, oh, well, it's just going so far away from God. The kingdom is shrinking, it's not growing, things are not happening. We're going in the wrong direction. I want to encourage you. God's I pray that over this year, that number multiplies, that we get to celebrate it a little lot more, I just got a report from a missionary who's over in Moldova, um, Moldova, former uh, communist country, uh, not a stronghold for Christianity by any means. Um, Christians there are, are really kind of the outcasts of culture, outcasts of society, and it's this one little church called worship with For a long time, uh, they have a building there. Uh, probably the size of ours is smaller. Uh, for a long time, it's just been a small, struggling group who are faithful to Jesus. people who were part of their group, the kingdom really started to grow in them. They started getting honest with one another. They started doing what the Bible says and they started confessing their sins to one another. They started really worshipping. They started really growing in their relationship with Christ. And as they started to grow personally, a little revival is broken out. And all these other people are starting to come to faith in Christ as well. And so this Now they're running free services every weekend looking to add a force. And the pastors that are leading it, what they're saying is that they're like, hey, where are these people coming from? And they're like, we don't know. It's not because they have some great outreach strategy where they have very strategically marketed the church and they have connected with the right people and they're the people in. No, God is just at work. we gave our life to Jesus and we let Him work through us, we know that they get to worship the God. Instead of being under punishment from God, they get to be We pray that your work will multiply. That we praise you for those who are coming to faith, those who are coming to the church. And Lord, we pray that you will uh, just bless them abundantly and bring more and more. We pray for your protection around their leadership. As the good things have happened, they've had so many things coming after them as well from the enemy. So Lord, we pray you will watch over them. And Lord, I just want to thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you. That the promises that Jesus made about the kingdom growing, that you're faithful, that you're keeping those promises. And Lord, I pray that you let us be a part of taking that gospel, taking the good news of Jesus to all the people of the earth, to every tribe, to every tongue, to every nation, so they too can have.